Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. It's Paige. Guess what? The Moms Organization Motivation is now on YouTube. So if you've ever been curious what I look like when I do all my hand talking when I'm recording my podcast episodes, or if maybe you're just really here for the before and after transformation pics and videos when I am working on my own home or working with my clients, now's your chance to see it. Of course, there are also going to be plenty of three E's reminders, and I'm sure the occasional outtakes. So head over to everythingwithstyle.com and you can find a YouTube icon there to click on, on any of the pages at the bottom. You can go to YouTube and you can actually search up the mom's organization motivation with Paige Killian. You can go to the show notes in all of these episodes and click the link there, or you can find me at everything with style mom on Instagram and check out my profile. There's going to be a link that'll take you directly to it there as well. Lots of different ways to get there, but the point is you got to check it out. I hope you'll subscribe and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Enjoy today's episode, and I'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game-changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. I am joined today with an awesome guest. And I have to tell you, we're breaking tradition a little bit with this one, and it's going to be totally worth it. This is the first time we are actually having a dad guest on the podcast. So I am thrilled, Matt Skinner, that you are here to chat with us today. 
I'm so thrilled myself. Woohoo! I'm so excited. You're going to handle this so well. I just know it. So <laughs> let me just tell people what I know about you, Matt. I know that okay. you are very much a family guy. You are a guy who lives for your family and mm -hmm. It makes me so happy to know that we have known you guys for years and absolutely adore you. I can't believe how big your kids are. I'm going to have you share a little bit about them in a second, <laughs> but I also love random things about you. Like you wear a bow tie, like nobody else on this planet. I'm actually rocking a little neckerchief today in honor of yes, you. Yes. Uh, you have style like crazy, which makes me so happy. Uh, and part of your style has a lot to do with your background, you and I both are theater people, as is your sweet wife, such a talent on her end over here. I'm looking at a photo. I wish you guys could see in the back of him. He's got this beautiful painting and he was just showing me in his office some of the amazing things that his wife has painted. So you come from a creative family, which I love. And you also have big things that you're working on. In addition to riding your bike to work constantly and Mr. Runner all the time, I love all of this physical activity that you guys keep in your life, always going for hikes and stuff like that. So that's super admirable. We decided to start boxing not that long ago, and that was so much fun and kind of doing <laughs> that a little bit as a family. That's been quite interesting. But anyway, I love all of these little things about you that, that make up who you are. And I would love for you to share a little bit with us about your family and then what we're going to talk about today. Well, yeah, well, you've, you've set it up for a, quite a high bar there. Yeah. I mean, the feeling's mutual, of course. We've known you and your family for so many years. And it's just, it, there, it, family's important, right? You have to be there for your kids, be there for your wife. They're your, you know, they're the people that you see most of your life. And so I try to do the best I can. You know, I'm sure we'll get into it, the, the nitty gritty of what's been going on over the last few years. But yeah, I've got right now a teenage daughter and a 13-year-old boy. So it's uh it's quite a challenge at times, but I, I look for the happy moments, you know, and, and that's, that's what you take. And that's what you remember. Absolutely. And uh, I just posted something recently about my, of my daughter's going to be a tween soon. So we're yeah. my oldest, <laughs> we're getting into those stages and I'm still wanting my little Duke to be as little as possible. We're actually recording this quite a ways in advance, but uh, it's actually his birthday in a couple of days and he's going to be seven. And I'm like, Oh gosh, I feel like seven is like really not a baby but, anymore. But, so, uh, but. but teenagers, Oh my goodness. We will be enlisting all of your advice and help in the, mm -hmm. the very near future. I hear it. Right. Oh my goodness. All right. That is your immediate family. And the reason that I wanted you to come on and talk today is because in your life as a young guy, uh, you have experienced some pretty tremendously, I would almost say traumatizing. I, want, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but uh, some mm -hmm. tremendously uh, life-changing situations. And that has actually fueled you in a lot of ways to take the career path that you have now. And I feel like you handle it so beautifully. And you guys, you should know that Matt is one of the funniest guys I've ever met. I love him. <laughs> he has like the spot on humor that really gets me every time. And he's so sweet. And his posts are always joyful, even when talking about some really hard stuff. And so that's what I wanted to have him on today. You know, mental health, Matt has been such a topic of discussion lately, which is how wonderful that that is being discussed because it is a real thing that it affects so many people on so many different levels. Yeah. And now that we are living in a world post COVID, 
it has become something that even the stay-at-home mom with the little kids, the kids themselves, the husbands, the uh, working parents, grandparents, all of us have really experienced this as a collective community in the entire world. And so in some ways, I feel like mental health, it's a little more approachable these days because even some of us who sort of thought we had it pretty much figured out, I don't, I don't yeah. know a lot of those people, but some <laughs> of us who sort of thought we had, had some things figured out, it's actually ended up touching us. It's, it's made us feel a little off, a little not ourselves. And so I would love for you to share, if you can, some of the stories that I've seen in an article that you've written. And, uh, and guys, I just want to mention that anything that we talk about today, we're going to post those links in show notes so you can check them out. So I'll make sure you guys can read this article that Matt has beautifully written and also uh, some information that we're going to talk about with Movember. So Matt, will you tell us a little bit of some of the mm-hmm. tough stuff that you went through as a young guy? Let's start, let's start there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, my, my story, as you said, the, the, the trauma of it is it, it's a strong word because the more and more I've talked to people, this has happened to a lot of people. So I'm not alone in this, in the journey that I've been on, but I'm trying to do what I can do way back when, you know, 35 odd years ago, I was a 13 year old boy in a small town. Uh, my father was the best. He was the scout master. He was the church deacon. He was a chemistry professor who would blow up garbage cans on the weekend in the name of science. You know, I remember coming down one time and the dining room table was full of paper airplanes. There was 40 paper airplanes, you know, and it was just, he, he spent all night. He wanted to just see which ones would work, which ones would fly. And he laid them all out for me and said, here you go, have at it and go for it. So, you know, I'm trying to paint a picture of a guy who was exuberant, was a community man, a family man, active. We went and hiked, we sailed, we did everything. But he was, as, as we later discovered, he was suffering with an inability to voice his concerns, his, his problems that he's dealing with. And when I was 13, uh, unfortunately, he lost his, the battle uh, in waging in, inside of him. Um, and he succumbed to suicide when I was very, very young. And as a teenager, you know, at 13, I didn't know how to take it. Obviously, it's devastating. Oh, my goodness, I am without this, this light, you know, in my life, you know, what am I to do? What am I to do? And, you know, I struggled for a few years, you know, I went away to boarding school. I, um, I still had core friends, but there was this lingering thing of, oh, my goodness, as a as a as a youth, you know, what could I have done? What 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 did I do? And it took a few years. I mean, I even remember leaving high school, and the uh, my my uh, advisor at the point in time, he said, how, "How do you think your life's going so far?" And of course, I said, "Well, you know, my dad died." So that was the first thing I was focusing on instead of all the positives I had in my in my life. You know, my mom, my sister, my brother, my friends, my the all. All the other things that I had in life that I fed off with an energy and a positivity. So then fast forward, go to college and my best friend, Matt, we grew up 30 feet apart and we would, he was in the music program and I was in the theater program. And, you know, we, we saw each other, not every day, but, you know, once a week or something, we'd get together, we'd have a beer, we'd play ping pong in the student center and things like that. Um, 
And it was just, you know, when you have a childhood best friend, you know, we were separated from it. Then we went together for college and then we, you know, went our own ways. He stayed on the East Coast and I went to the West Coast and we would talk all the time. We would say, okay, when are you coming out for Thanksgiving? Okay, great. Oh, hey, guess what? I might be coming out to Vegas. Maybe we should meet there. And we talked, let's say once a week, once a month, but we, I didn't know that he was struggling all this time with addiction. And it was much, much later when all of a sudden I get a call that he's in the hospital having some medical issue and, you know, he made it out for a little bit, um, but finally again, and couldn't find a way forward and finally lost his battle with um, alcohol addiction. And it's just another life gone too soon. So all of a sudden I'm sitting here thinking, oh my goodness, I'm in my, you know, mid twenties. I'm not invincible, right? You start learning these things. And I, uh, I, I knew I needed to do something, but I wasn't sure what it was. And a, a high school classmate of mine, a boarding school, his name was Todd. He was diagnosed with uh, cancer right after he graduated college. It was after college, gets married, diagnosed with cancer, told he had six months to live. And all of a sudden he was like, well, that's not good for me. I, I've got a lot to do in my life. So he started a little foundation called Seize It. And basically he wanted people to live their life, that cancer doesn't define you, that it may hurt you. It may struggle. There may be ups and down, good days and bad days, but through physical activity, through engagement, hopefully you can have a better quality of life and hopefully you can, you know, keep living. Um, you choose to live a life. And so he was able to continue his life for 10 years. You know, he saw the birth of his kids. He saw many other wonderful elements in life. So I've had these stories that have hit me and you know, I'm not alone. As I said, I'm not alone. And, as, and I've learned, and I'll tell you more and more, you know, a few years ago, this was way back when, when my kids were young, 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 and I, I was introduced to a charity through your husband. And it was Movember. Yes. And initially, it was just like, I ran into Donnie and I said, oh, can I borrow a hat? I'm running the LA Marathon. Maybe I'll just run it for Movember, you know, without thinking about it. So I, I didn't really put two and two together. And slowly but surely, Movember introduced a more of a, a, a mental health aspect to their service and their programming. And for those that don't understand or, or know what it is, obviously we can, hopefully we'll, we'll put a link out there, but. Yeah, definitely. I, I would love for you to share uh, with us a little bit about what that is. The gist of it is men are stubborn. So Wait, what, we- wait, hold on. That's new. <laughs> that is new information. If you could just repeat that. Presses. Yeah. Right. Men are stubborn. And so, and, and myself included, you know, we don't take care of our health as much as we want to. We're supposed to be the strong ones. We're supposed to be, you know, the stoic ones on average, our lifespan is six years less than women. And it's, you know, mainly preventable in the fact that we could take care of our health. We don't talk about the mental health issues. We don't go and get regular checkups. So Movember's mission is to change the face of men's health. And it starts by on Movember 1st, men start with a clean upper lip and you grow a mo, not a beard, just a mustache for 30 days. And I could share the pictures of my first few attempts with three hairs, you know, <laughs> or 
a bald patch and then a gray patch. But the, the reality of all of this is the mo makes people interested in what's going on. Why are you growing that thing? And I'll be, I, it's a badge of courage that I'm follically challenged. And a, a few people that we both know could grow my mustache in five hours. Oh my um, goodness. I joke that <laughs> my husband's five o'clock shadow starts at about 10 a.m. Yeah. yeah. He's my Greek man. And, right. And so through, you know, after the introduction and, and then I started, I took on Movember as this a way for me to find my voice um, because that's what men have to do. And I'm still working on it. The more and more that I can talk about men's health and say, just go get a checkup. Just, you know, how are things doing? My, my focus has been on the smaller community, the husbands, the brothers, the, the, you know, and sisters, wives, and daughters, and everybody else are there too. So if we can talk more, then we save lives. We can make changes. You know, in, in this day and age, obviously, as, as we, we talked about, you know, the COVID issues coming up, you know, and COVID separated us all. My son, Wesley, who's 13, last year, he, it was, it was horrible. When schools shut down in the spring of 20, right? Because we're in 20 Corona, in right. the spring of 20. It was the first time, and I, I mean, I, I joke, my, my son learned, thank, thanks to COVID, my son learned to love school, which is a weird way of thinking. He, you know, don't get me wrong, his favorite subject is still gym class. Of however, course, my son's too. Um, <laughs> however, you know, I, I literally caught him climbing out of a window on our second story floor because he needed to get out. He needed to escape because kids don't have the interactions that they don't have the tools to be able to say, oh, my goodness, I miss my friends. He didn't miss school. He missed the casual interactions of, you know, walking by a locker and saying, hey, what's up? Yeah. And and I think that that is so important. So in this in this day and age, because of COVID, we learned that personal interaction, whether it's just getting a getting a beer, getting a coffee, calling, texting, little things. I tell a story often about how two years ago I was stung by a stingray. And it was amazing how if I, I posted a picture on Instagram about it and hundreds of responses. Oh my goodness, are you okay? Oh my goodness. Wow, that looks bad. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. There's no way to post other than with words about sure. mental health issues, right? So finding a voice and being able to say, to get those responses of struggling with mental health issues don't always have an external component that you can see. You can see a broken bone. You can see a stingray bite, those things. But we, um, you know, we tend to shield ourselves when we're dealing with the stresses of life. Um, and I would venture to say that people who are struggling with some of these heavy issues would love to only be dealing with a stingray bite or a broken bone or something like that, that is more tangible that you can communicate through a photo visibly see, because this, I mean, I think in a lot of ways, these things that you talked about that were the affliction of these wonderful men in your past were silently affecting them mm -hmm. and ultimately killed them. And for you, who is this joyful, vibrant family man now who 
laughs a lot, I would ask, how do you think it's a good idea to start a conversation with someone you might be seeing some signs of struggle and also maybe speak to any signs that you feel like looking back, you could have seen, or maybe ones that you feel very much like you didn't see. How do we start the conversation around mental health when you can't see it? The joke that I always start off talking about, how do you communicate with people? When my, when my daughter was 12, as you said, I've always been a health, not a, well, health, not exercise running sidebar running is my release. It's, it's where I let the noise get out of my head. It's where I have the freedom to just run and work through the day's thoughts. And I love doing it. And sometimes back in the day, my kids used to do it with me. Now they have other things, but there was one moment where I was about to go for a run with my daughter and I'm like, okay, here we go. We're going to go for our two mile run. And I'm like, on your mark, get set. Daddy, what's sex? And all of a sudden I'm like, Okay, we're going to go for a run. We're going to go for a run. (laughs) So I said, I said, the issue is, the issue is sometimes kids and teenagers don't always have the right way to communicate. And it's the same thing with adults. We don't always have the right words. So start small, plant a seed, say, hey, buddy, how you doing? Is everything okay? Don't judge. Don't, you know, let that person I have I have sent out every year I sent out for the last 12 years that I've done Movember, I send out emails, and I will get responses, you know, six years later, like, Oh, my goodness, uh, first time I've ever read your thing. Well, that's because they're ready to have that conversation. You can't force somebody to be ready, but you can be there and be their sounding board. And currently, the same thing happens with my son, who is now 13. And and he, you know, we were doing some homework, or he gets home, and he, he just yells at me, or he raises his voice. And I sort of look at him like, what's going on, bud? Why, why did you just raise your voice? I just asked you a question. And he turned to me and said, Dad, my hormones are raging. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm a teen boy. I'm like, <laughs> yes. oh, my goodness. <laughs> if I could bottle up that, so, so you have to take those moments when a, when a child is ready to talk about something and when a friend is ready, when a son, a father, a cousin, whoever, you have to be there. And I think we have, this all comes down to a little bit, you know, as of last year and still going forward, a debt we have. If we're not dealing with our local community, if we spend too much time sitting on our phones, if we are sitting in front of our TVs, if we're doing things that aren't face-to-face, in-person, having meaningful conversations. I remember, I remember back in the day, you know, everybody used to say a Walkman was the bane of the existence because you'd put music on your ears and then you wouldn't hear anything. And like, oh my goodness, that was in the 80s. Imagine what they would have thought nowadays. So finding the time to carve out two things. One, time for yourself so that you know what's going on and then time for friends and family, because that's the only way we're going to make a change. And the standpoint of I deal with men's health because men don't talk about it as much women. There's breast cancer awareness everywhere. There's all of the things you're, you're pre-programmed as moms to be the nurturer, to be the caring, to be the giver, right? 
I'm supposed to, as the dad, supposed to go out with the ax and get the firewood and everything else. I'm not supposed to be the one that's talking about. So changing the perception of what it means to be a man, to be a dad, to be a son, to be a brother is really, it's going to take time, but that's the focus because we can, we can, as I say, make lasting change and, and it affects everybody in the society if we can do that. Absolutely. And, and I, you know, obviously I'm a speaker, I'm a podcaster. And so much of what I do is talk as a mom. So much of what I do is talk because we're teaching as a former teacher, I would talk. And what I've learned is when it comes to actual having meaningful conversation, actually having something come back and click for whether it was the kids in my class or a person you're having a a conversation with, you have to be a good listener. And this is something that I've learned actually this podcast where I started it to talk about different things has become a teacher for me in learning to listen, because I find that guests that I have on, or even sometimes when I'm talking and I'm working through this stuff myself, I'm sort of explaining things when we're talking about getting organized and how we simplify that process. Sometimes just listening at the same time uh, can actually be way more beneficial than trying to figure out the right words to say to people. So I love that you're saying really simplify it, which is something that I'm a big proponent of. Simplify things, start with the basics, say hello, say, how are you doing? And you're right. If someone's not ready to say anything other than fine, which, you know, that's just a trigger response, then it's not the right time. And I love what you said about your kids because they now, two of them are coming to you in different ways, very openly, whether it's eloquent or not, they're coming to you (laughs) asking questions or saying how they are feeling when they maybe don't really know how they're feeling. And uh, it's so funny because when you and I were talking about this, we were, I said the other day, we were at lunch. No, we we were eating right after carpool pickup and those kids are just starving. I said, guys, let's go over. Let's get some sushi do that little happy hour thing. Cause we were all so hungry and we're at the table and Isabel's looking at me and she's like, mom, I am so tired. I could go to sleep right now. And it was 4 PM. She's like, I am so exhausted. I don't know what's wrong with me. And she's like, I feel kind of emotional. Like I want to cry. And I don't know why. And Duke looks over at me very casually, very confidently and says it's puberty. <laughs> and I thought, you know, He at six years old and she at 10 years old, when we, when that whole thing went down at a happy hour over sushi, that happened because we have been talking about it in the past, just like your six year ago email that went out and now it's starting to click and register. And now they're ready to talk about it. Now they're ready to own those feelings, even if they don't know what the heck they are supposed to be feeling like right now, you know, blame puberty. Also, you know, uh, when I say blame, I, I mean, I think a lot of us blamed COVID recently for all of this stuff too. And I think the most important thing is simplifying it and having that conversation. Um, so, so you're not catching us climbing out windows to just yeah. go try to find somebody to have a conversation with. Yeah. And, you know, again, it goes back to COVID had symptoms, definitely nose, aches, cramp, you know, but nobody noticed. It took time to notice the mental health that was happening, especially with our kids, but also with the adults, you know, remote work is hard when you're not going by the water cooler and asking about who won the football game or, you know, my message is I don't have the answer for everybody, obviously, 
I just said, find the way that you can communicate and stick with it. You know, I found my voice in trying to continually go to my core groups of friends, have a few get togethers, you know, bourbons and brats, backgammon party or dads and dominoes. And so those are the things where dads need to just have moments where we are dads right? Mm -hmm. We're just dads together. We'll talk about our kids. We'll talk about everything that's going on, you know, but getting together as families is a very different moment. And so, uh, I mean, I do remember when I, when I would go out for runs and as you know, all the time, I used to go running with a group and then bit by bit, unfortunately, because I I tend to, you know, guys can be competitive at sometimes too. Wait, what? Wait, this is (laughs) also new information. Stubborn stubborn and competitive. Uh, Have I, Checked the uh, guy bingo right now. Yeah. You know, so the the health aspects of running fast and and a little bit of competition, you know, sort of killed the mental health aspects of being able to talk to people while you're running, right? And so, and then I, you know, so then slowly but surely, it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta drop this, go by myself, and I go for a run. And every once in a while, yes, my kids will join me, or they'll go on my other, they'll go for a bike ride with my son instead of just a run. But those are the types of things where what used to work for me actually wasn't helping anymore. So I shifted a little bit, and now I like running by myself, where I can figure out my voice, and then I'll still go and see all my friends and grab a beer or go play golf and and just have a moment to chat where. You know, having a core group, you're not going to talk to 20 people, 30 people. You're going to have that you can talk to and check on them regularly. Yeah, I love it. I'm hearing a lot of suggestions of nurturing these relationships. You know, maybe it's the mom in me who naturally is a nurturer and, and a lover of the people in your life. And I think as men, maybe we don't name it that, but you know, you're still able to nurture those relationships by still checking in. And some of those relationships, it's one of those things where, you know, five years can go by and you haven't spoken and you talk and you pick right back up where you left off. And that's great, but not all relationships are going to be like that and they need to be nurtured. And I love that you're talking again about simplifying it, where you just, you, you start those conversations easily. And that person is going to remember, you know what? Now is the time that I'm ready to talk about this. I'm going to go back to that person who I know goes running and enjoys doing that. And I'm going to decide, okay, I'm just going to maybe see if I can go for a run with him or he's got incredible style and rocks a bow tie like no other. (laughs) I'm going to, you know, slide into his DMs and compliment him on that bow tie. And naturally that's going to lend itself to laughs and more conversation about whatever. And like, Hey, how's it going with the family? How are you guys braving this, you know, crazy new world and you know, what's going on with school or work or whatever. And so I think that I'm just really getting that the simpler it is, the better nurturing those relationships. So we, when people are ready to come back and talk to you, uh, they can, but also I do think at some point, Matt, and you tell me what you think at some point, if we are starting to see the conversation change and maybe some things are getting a little bit heavier, at what point do you feel like we should arm ourselves with uh, tools and information and links and things of that nature? Because you full on 
became a person who was a Mobro and decided to work for this amazing company and, you know, movement to really get the ball rolling on talking to men about their health and taking responsibility for going in and having their prostate levels checked or go in and check in with the therapist or those kinds of things. And are those things that you guys offer through November are the, Oh, did you hear? I almost said November. <laughs> I said November the other day. And I was like, I don't even know that word anymore. I don't think yeah. I've ever said that month without saying Movember. So funny, but do, do you have those resources there? And, and at what point do you feel like we should really arm ourselves with actually being able to make those suggestions? So, yeah, so the the way that you always, I mean, it does come with talking to your friends more and more and more. And like I said, the tragic story of my my best friend, Matt, I, I didn't have the tools. I didn't see the signs. I didn't understand exactly what was going on. So now that I've done this for a while, I can see if something's a little bit more serious and I need to follow up. And, you know, I, I do not have the suicide hotline number, you know, uh, memorized, but it's on my phone, you know, it's things like that. So, so there are those specific tools when somebody is, if, when you think somebody is really not doing well, there are experts that can help them out. My goal is to, to realize, and, and when Movember truly started to become not just one month of the year and, you know, Mo365, right? Where you are, December 1st, mental health issues don't go away. Exactly. Yeah? You don't just shave the mustache right. and then you don't have to talk about it anymore. As soon as you shave that mustache off, it's not rainbows and unicorns, right? right. And so finding those, you start realizing the, the reason that I kept going back to Movember is it's a global charity helping men and you have the resources all year round. So when you come back from a spring break trip that was horrible and you're stressed and you know your kid didn't get into the right school or you think you're stressed or you're all of the things that happen throughout the year are the ebbs and flows of mental health. And so you start to realize that I keep repeating this, you know, you check in with your friends. It's about community, it's about communication. And that's how you make change because different at different points in our lives, we go through different things. So that's really where I, in, instead of just me being a guy who liked to grow a mustache, it was me really wanting to, to use my voice to see if I could make a bigger impression by, by using a, you know, a global charity behind me and behind many others you know, to help us out. And it's fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, this is a this is a heavy topic and a serious topic and change needs to be happened. But if you don't want to grow a mustache, don't grow a mustache. Okay. Mm -hmm. But make a change in your life. Give up beer for 30 days, right? And see how that affects your life. Does it affect that what happens when you have a, a an interaction with a friend and you're all at the bar, but you've promised not to have a beer for 30 days, right? It's gonna start a conversation. It's gonna start, why aren't you drinking? Because giving up alcohol for 30 days, when there's a serious mental health issue or a serious health issue that you could never have frosted flakes again in your entire life, my son would go crazy if he could never have Eggo waffles, okay? If, if Wesley could not have Eggo waffles or bacon, you know, then things, those are the types of things where you challenge yourself. You make sure you give yourself the inner strength to say, I'm giving up this because I want to make a change in my life. It doesn't have to be a permanent change. Mm -hmm. You know, I've given up candy. I've given up all oh, I've 
I could never give up running. I could never give, I could give up a few things. You know, you, you just challenge yourself to find what, you know, what you're capable of. I love the idea of giving something up again, because that can start conversation. I will tell you, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, that I started boxing and even starting something new for a considerable amount of time. And, you know, listen, even if you're just doing it for the gram, even if you just want to put something out there to show that you're committed to something that will inevitably start conversations there as well. So I think depending on what season you're in of your life, if maybe you actually have really great habits as it is, maybe you want to actually start something new and do it consistently and do it publicly and put it out there. And and even if that's for accountability to keep you back on track. And again, it's a conversation starter. Yeah, I had a I had a friend who was challenging. They did a Peloton challenge together, a thirty day Peloton challenge. I need that I was, challenge, right? And so I I jumped on it, and it's fun. And I get on the bike, or I go for a run, and I do all these other things. But you know, about fifteen days in, sixteen days in, look at people's Peloton feeds and say, you know, a um a five minute stretching doesn't really count in this challenge. I think you know, or why did you only do a five minute stretch, right? So that there's ways you can, you can give a little bit of like, you know, you're cheating on this thing, or you can take it to the level of what's, what's going on. Were you too busy? You know, how are you doing? So again, you and I are both coming back to the same thing of, of when you can have a network, when you can have a community, we live in a big city, uh, you know, and I don't, I don't go and, and, you know, ask for a cup of sugar from my neighbors, but we did, we haven't done it lately because back in school and all sorts of things, but we would sit out and we called it COVID cocktails where we would all sit in our lawn chairs, separated in our drive driveway every Friday night, you know, and there were six to eight of us, depending on what would happen. And we would just talk, you know, about what was going on. I'm just trying to figure out where our invitation was for that. <laughs> did Donnie not tell me? So Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. When Oops. I listen, Friday night's coming up real quick and in a hurry. So we'll see you there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll text you. So, you know, and the big picture of all of this that we want to, you know, you have to have, you know, I obviously have a passion for what I do, but I also have to have fun doing it. Absolutely. So, so there's the slog and exercise where everybody says, uh, you know, I equate this to, oh my goodness, how could you run a marathon? Well, you know what? I happen to be good at running, you know, or able. I have a body that makes me able to run, you know, long distances in a short amount of time. The funny thing is, is I look at the people that are running the, you know, run walking a seven hour marathon or an eight hour marathon. And I'm like, those people are almost stronger than me because they're not giving up. Endurance. I mean, they're, absolutely. they're walking and they could just, they could just turn over and get, get an Uber and go home. You know, but they're going through this routine of having the mental strength to say, I'm going to do this. And I don't care that I'm getting past. I don't care that I'm first. I don't, I want to do this to prove something to myself. So to have the mental strength to be able to do that versus the physical strength to be able to do it faster. I like to give a big high five to anybody who does anything out there. Find your whatever it is. 
It, you know, you burn the same amount of calories, you know, running a mile and walking a mile. Okay. Oh, hey, do I get to count uh, all day organizing sessions? As <laughs> exactly. A work- I do say, I do joke that sometimes it's a, it's a cardio and a weightlifting day all in one. Right. And, and I can organize your house all, all the live long day. I've been known to actually work 15 hours round the clock whenever I have uh, relocation moves and my husband's got the kids taken care of. And I rarely will stop to eat and go to the bathroom because I love it so much, but I would definitely be the person to stop and get an Uber. If you tried to make me run a marathon, <laughs> Just well, but you're, you know, you're stair climbing. You like doing the up the, uh, the second story uh, organizing. Cause then you can go up and down the stairs yes. and then the, you know, the question is, do you take the escalator at century city or do you take the staircase? Yes. Well, if I'm at the container store and I have a shopping cart full, I take the elevator. Other, okay. Other than that, I'm opting out of answering that question. I plead the fifth. Uh, Matt Skinner, you're a joy. I could talk to you about talk to you about anything all day long. I really appreciate you coming on and having hard conversations about mental health, but really keeping it as light as possible. So it makes us all feel like we can start small and simply and just check in with the people we love who are around us and continue building that community. And I would just also like to add, I think it's super important to stay sensitive because the person who cut you off driving or somebody who wants to lay on the horn, you know, even during carpool or something, you just never know what anyone else is going through. So being sensitive to others' needs, I feel like is is really important. And, and you are you are a sensitive, I would like to say not stubborn, not competitive <laughs> guy, but maybe you've got some of that in you too. Um, but I think it's a good thing. I think you're a doll. I appreciate you so much for coming on. Thanks for yeah. being the first dad. Yes. Oh, I am so I yes, thank you so much. This has been very special and and may may it become a recurring uh, you know episode. Here we go. Absolutely. I will be pushing this out not only every Movember, but 365, because I think that what you are talking about is, is not just one month of the year. So, all right, well, I, I gotta say this, I'm going to announce this publicly, babe, if you're listening, you know, I'm going to probably year round mess with you about that mustache, right? Because it's just, it's not (laughs) always my favorite. However, Movember is off limits. I love that he rocks that he does it for a cause. And I do not talk to him about it that month. That's for sure, because it is important and it's meaningful. And I know it is to you too, Matt. Thank you again so much for being on today. And tell me about the Movember website. What is it? So www.movember.com. It's just uh, like find November, but with an M, right? Just like oh, November. It's just November, but with an M. It's very simple and you can find all you need there. Uh, they have wonderful resources, whether it's starting conversations. They have a fun little game about conversations. Um, so if you don't know how the right words to use, just play the game and it's fun. You'll learn. Uh, they have a special thing called Family Man, which is the way our dads used to talk to us in the 90s, the advice we got, maybe not you know, so current. So check it out too, because it's a very fun thing. There's a wonderful thing about what to do when you step on a Lego. Oh, wow. That's come up in one of my organization episodes with Amy Pendergraft. Hilarious. We talk about, I have a chapter in my book called Legos in the bedroom. She has talked to me about this very thing. So funny. So that definitely uh, rings a bell for me. 
Okay. Very familiar stuff. Thank you so much, Matt. I hope you have a wonderful month upcoming and lots and lots of great uh, information out there at our fingertips. Now guys, it doesn't have to be so hard. So head over to Movember.com. I will be doing the same and support your fellow Mo bros. You can be a Mo sister and you can show all the support in the world. You can too. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Matt. I will talk to you soon. And Page. Amazing, amazing. And guys, stay tuned next week for some more organization motivation. I will talk to you then. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.